Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Faith and Good Counsel show. I am so happy once again to be with you as I am each and every week here on, on the program and trying to bring you wonderful, wonderful topics and awesome guests. And I have another one, in fact, for you today. He's new to our program. His name is Bill Donahue, but I bet you've heard of Bill Donahue. If you've been listening to Catholic Community Radio, you will hear Bill Donahue each and every Monday on the Mortal Life Radio Show with Greg and Lisa Popchak. So, hi there, Bill. How are you? Good, Stacy. Thanks for having me on the show. I am delighted. And in fact, Bill, I was able to spend a good amount of time with you back in June of 2015 at the, I think it was my third course at the time. I'm on my on the trek of the Theology of the Body certification. Um, and the course that you developed and taught, The Way of Beauty. And my heart has been pierced by beauty so deeply and I wanted to bring you on with me to share that with my listenership so thank you so much thank you so much for making time for us my my privilege Stacy and that teaching that course has been on my heart for years for the oh. institute and uh it's you know this beauty has uh haunted and and uh followed me my whole life too so Amen. that was a grace to offer it and uh, yeah for you to be a part of that sold out class that uh, kind of speaks to the fact that we're all so thirsty for beauty Amen. That we had a full class. Amen. Amen. Well, well, Bill, I'm I'm thankful that you're here. This is your first time. I hope just the first of many that you'll be with us here on Faith and Good Counsel. Um, and I thought, as we did with our class, I thought that we would start off our prayer today using the words, the beauty, the beauty of Saint Augustine and his conversion uh, that he speaks of in his confessions. If we use that as a prayer, so if you would join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Late have I loved you, O beauty so ancient and so new. Late have I loved you, for behold, you were within me and I outside. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you. Now I hunger and thirst for more. St. Augustine, St. John Paul II, St. Faustina, Our Lady of Good Counsel, patroness of the Faith in Good Counsel show, please pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, first I just want to say, wow. <laughs> wow. 1,600-year-old prayer that is as fresh and uh, potent as when it, you know St. Augustine first prayed it, right? Oh, yes. And my listeners have heard me speak of St. Augustine many, many times in his story. In fact, um, you know, he, he's been so um, prominent in, in our own family story um, with our son. And so, yeah, that quote, I'm not sure that we've spoken that here and prayed that here, but today is the day. In fact, because that's how we started off our week of theology of the body and art, the way of beauty. And so my, my first thought would be, if someone's listening, we're hearing a lot about beauty, and that's beauty with a capital B. Things like, my heart has been pierced by beauty, or the world will be saved by beauty. People are not listening to the truth 
you know, or the goodness, but there, everyone is drawn to beauty. I'm just wondering how, what to make of that. I mean, if someone's hearing this for the first time, how is that different from our sort of rat race kind of world where we're running around and working like machines and feeling kind of used? Right. It, it is, Stacey, a fresh, uh, a fresh expression, perhaps, that may, maybe even some Catholics are not familiar with talking about. You know, we think about our Catholic faith, and we think uh, straight away, truth, right? We think about that transcendental, that God has revealed the truth to us through the faith, uh, through Scripture, through the sacraments, we, or we might default to, oh, well, the goodness, the goodness of the faith, right? We should be good so we can go to heaven and be with God forever, because God is good. But we often don't don't really emphasize that third transcendental beauty, which St. Augustine clearly uh, magnified in that prayer that you read. Beauty is the name of God. Beauty is synonymous with God. And Bishop Robert Barron is, uh, I just got that right. I kept saying Father Robert Barron, yes, but finally I'm catching up. <laughs> Bishop, praise be Jesus Christ right. for that. Yes. Well, he, Bishop Robert Barron, says, you know, in today's day and age, when often we do run around like, uh, you know, machines and we're just, you know, or consumers consuming things, that we need to lead with beauty, the beauty of the faith, the beauty of God, the beauty of reality, the beauty of the other, the other person before us. And that often if we open our hearts to beauty, that will help us through this rat race. That will pull us up out of the maelstrom of, of contemporary modern life, out of the the sort of gloomy weight of a scientific reductionism, you know, where we are just just what you see is what you get. Beauty, if we lead with beauty, as Bishop Robert Barron says, we're pulled up out of ourselves, and then we have that we have that taste for the truth. We long for the good in a new way because beauty has turned our not only our eyes and our heads, but our hearts back to God. So it's the way of beauty is essential for our day and age more than ever before. Oh, indeed. And and we desire it so deeply. I don't know that it's uh, at a conscious level how much we desire beauty. We're certainly surrounded by beauty, but in fact, we can be blinded to that or numb to that when we see ourselves, um, you know, as I, my value and my worth is really what I produce, how fast I produce it, how much I produce it, and how much you notice how good I'm doing. Do you know? And, That's right. And, but yet... Everybody loves music. Everybody loves art. You know, and it, it's a draw, I think, that, it, that transcends um, sometimes words or sometimes our ability to articulate that. And that really is um, God speaking to us in, mm. on a very, very intimate level. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, the, Stacey, the church, uh, the institute, rather, the Theology of the Body Institute, Often we use this, uh, this, this phrase, that God gives the church what she needs when she needs it. Yes. God gives the church what she needs when she needs it. Now, you know, in, in former days, in ancient times, beauty was so present. I mean, the medievals, uh, they were so conscious of the wonder of reality, of mm-hmm. birth and death and star and flower and sunrise, and everything kind of grabbed their hearts. And uh, today, as we've been mentioning, we, we just get so you know, eyes on the ground, eyes at the screen, you know, typing madly away or staring at our smartphones that we miss all those wonders. So, you know, our Holy Fathers from Pope Francis actually back to Benedict, John Paul II, to uh, Blessed Paul VI, in a specific way, these Holy Fathers, these men have been saying, look to the way of beauty. 
the way of beauty. In our modern age, the way of beauty is the path to God. And Stacy, if I could, I want to I quote from, it's a Vatican document, literally called the way of beauty. In Latin, it's the via pulchritudinis, which doesn't mm. roll off the tongue quite mm. so easily. I've been working <laughs> on it. The, the via pulchritudinis, the way of beauty. It was a plenary assembly from the Vatican, uh, a gathering um, in 2006. And this, this is how they lay out what this great, this great way is, this great return to God through beauty. The, the document says, The way of beauty replies to the intimate desire for happiness that resides in the heart of every person, opening infinite horizons. It prompts the human person to push outside of himself from the routine of the ephemeral passing instant to the transcendent and mystery and to seek as the final goal of the ultimate quest for well-being and total nostalgia, the original beauty, which is God himself, creator of all created beauty. So Now, anybody, I mean, listening wow. right now, if your heartstrings aren't sort of getting plucked right now and, and drawn, uh. um, check your pulse, because every human person is made for this, and we yes. long for the opening of infinite horizons where we find happiness. I think uh. that all of us would chime in and say, yes, yes, I want, I want to walk that way. Yes. And do you know, in my, my psychiatric practice um, at the time when I was writing psychiatric meds and doing therapy and loving on my clients, I just loved them so, so much. I learned that there's more. There's more than what I learned in graduate school. And I simply could not, quote, unquote, fix. We know we can't fix another person. But I wanted to, I desire to, to bring healing and, and love to those hearts. And that kind of led me, it certainly led me, it was God ultimately, but to study of theology of the body to find what is that transcendent? What is that mm. more? When people come in and say, I'm so unhappy and I don't know why and expect me to fix it, which is impossible, you know, mm-hmm. but this is exactly what you're talking about. And, and this coming from the Vatican fathers, Mm-hmm. Do you know? I don't know how secular media could. I mean, have they even heard this? Do you know? I don't know. You know? Well, you... No, I think. Uh, yeah, I think all the secular media often hears is just rules, regulations, commandments. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't oh. do this. When oh. anyone in the heart of the church says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! No, <laughs> we're not focused on that at all." You know, so many times people can just sort of fixate on the train tracks and the, yes. you know the, these things that hold the lines in place, and that's what keeps us moving straight and narrow. But the, the true Catholic is the mystic who's the one on the train looking out the window, Amen. looking at the horizon, looking at the mountains go by and the rivers and streams. We're not obsessing about, you know, the how to, the tracks and the laid out, you know, structure of getting there. God's saying, look up, enjoy the ride. Ugh. You know, you know, you need the tracks, you need yes. the moral life, you need the, the commandments, but to set us free to love. Amen. That's, that's the point, and that's the way of beauty. And you know you want it. You know Bill's mm-hmm. speaking to your heart today. <laughs> you know <laughs> you mentioned and earlier the word wonder, and you've just now been speaking about the wonder that is intimately involved with looking out that window onto the horizon mm-hmm. and speaking to the desires of our heart. And I remember in class, I loved hearing you describe your beautiful children and seeing their faces and the wonder there, especially, especially little Claire Bear and her, mm. the wonder and awe of the world through her eyes. And it just, it really, speaking of pierced by beauty, that just pierced me. And I wonder if mm. you could talk for a moment about fostering that in our children. Sure, sure. You know, it's, um, so I'm a parent of, uh, of a seven-year-old boy, a five-year-old girl that's my Claire Bear and a 
three-year-old, almost three-year-old girl, Sheila. And uh, so I sleep about four hours a night, oh, roughly. Yeah, between that and your work, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But the, the gift uh, and the challenge, and boy, you know, I, I really do sometimes fail miserably, but I, the challenge is to raise children in a technologically saturated culture, right, with, obsessed with screens, right, Yes. is to, to build a sense of wonder in my kids. And I do my best, and how do we do that? Well, everything speaks to us, right? The mystics and saints tell us that, that everything speaks to us. Pope Benedict once said that, you know, the way to discover God is to first gaze upon creation, mm. his first book, right? So uh, I try to get my kids out and about, try to get them into the wild, you know, into nature and, and to get them, you know, picking stuff up, looking for bugs, uh, holding the seed of a, of a sycamore tree or whatever it might be. And uh, I've just numerous encounters with my sweet little Claire. Uh, she, she seems to be a bit more prone. Of course, the kids are all... Uh, have those eyes to see, but, but Claire just gets ravished and fascinated by beauty. Mm. You know, it just, everything's amazing to her, you know, hand her a paper cup. Look at this paper cup, Claire. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's something to that childlike wonder. There's not coincidental that Jesus said, you know, unless you become like a, a little child, you can't enter into the kingdom. I think that means be little, right? Realize the bigness of the universe. And that there's things happening that are, you know, mysteries that you can't just analyze and break down and reduce and say, well, that's just the swirling of molecules that form the, oh. you know, it's wonderful, oh. wonder, wonderful. And, and that's, you know, anyone who's entered the way of beauty, who's been kind of ra- ravished by creation, done the double take when they see something beautiful, hear something beautiful, smell something beautiful, right? Yes. They know that God's speaking to them. And I, I get uh, such a gift when my children, in my frenetic pace, perhaps, of the day, my children get me back to the wonder, right? Look yeah. at the simplest thing. And that's what we should all be looking for, the simplest beauty that surrounds us every day. Amen. Well, folks, while we take our little break here, you think about a moment of beauty when God has ravished your heart by his beauty. And when we come back, Bill, I want to continue talking about wonder, but maybe thinking about us adults who are involved in that rat race, if you will, but in such a beautiful world. So stick around. We'll be right back here on Faith and Good Counsel. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Isn't all truth just relative? I mean, you have your truth, I have mine. Whoa, dude, what are you doing? I'm going to jump off this bridge, man. You'll die. (laughs) No, I won't. What, don't you believe in gravity? (laughs) That old superstitious nonsense? No way. Whee! There are some things in life that aren't a matter of opinion. And just as in the physical world there are some things that are above debate, like gravity, there are things in the spiritual world that are just as true. And because human beings are physical and spiritual beings, every action that we take has physical and spiritual consequences. That's why things like the Holocaust weren't just dirty and disgusting, but because of the spiritual reality of God's creation, they were actually evil, regardless of what the Nazis thought. So we can't just dismiss the teachings of God's church as fine for some people, but not for me. That's just not the way that reality works. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Here's how to connect with CCR via social media. Get Catholic Community Radio on your smartphone or tablet 24-7 by downloading the free TuneIn app and listen on the go. Make a prayer request, donate, or listen online at catholiccommunityradio.org. Send us a tweet at Radio Catholic. 
shoot us an email to wakeupatcatholiccommunityradio.org and like us on Facebook at Catholic Community Radio. Hello, this is Jimmy Sagers. How would you like the ability to explain and defend the Catholic faith biblically? One solution is my book, The Fullness of Truth, which is written in language that lay people can easily understand. You can get it on Kindle for only $2.99. Or if you like paper, you can have total access to the entire book for $9.99 at thefullnessoftruthoneword.com. Thank you. Glad you've tuned in today to Faith and Good Counsel. Is your heart being pierced by beauty? Are you being ravished by the love of God through this discussion I'm having today with Bill Donahue of the Theology of the Body Institute and the Way of Beauty? I know mine, mine is. Welcome back, Bill. Thank you so much for making time for us today. It's just amazing today. My pleasure. It's a it's a it's a beautiful thing for me. I love to reflect on these truths because they keep me uh, tethered to the the God of beauty that made us all. So my, my pleasure. Oh, well, he has called you to a very specific service. And I, I realize now that I forgot to mention earlier in the show that you have a degree in visual art as well as in um, philosophy and with a master's in systematic theology. And so God has really prepared you. Um, you really have that combination of, of beauty, but also the head knowledge and the way to communicate it to us. And you just have such a gift. And I, I'm so grateful for that. I'm thankful to God for your gift. And so I want to know, okay, I'm sitting here as an adult, and I certainly have a tendency towards the doing, you know, rather than the being, although my heart desires it. I'm a musician. I love beauty. I love classical music. I love art. I love literature. But I almost feel guilty sometimes, Bill, when I just sit and just be but we had 30 hours of that right plus uh, at the way of beauty and i'm a fan i believe it i'm on it but what could you tell us very busy adults full-time job children just juggling lots of plates spinning how can we make time for wonder of beauty and wonder of god yeah oh there's the challenge and i'm right there with you stacy i mean i it was a gift to teach the course, um, but I really got schooled myself. Oh, <laughs> we always honestly. have things to learn ourselves. Amen. <laughs> Remember, if you recall, we talked about the first few days of the Way of Beauty course, um, which, again, we will offer from the Institute probably in 2017. you got to go. Yep, an elective every two years probably. Mm. Our electives rotate that way. Mm. But the first couple days were detox, right? They really all were. They really just, were. We, we, we all realized, man, I don't even stop. Mm. You know, I know I should, but I just don't. You know, let me let me go to our uh, the guidebook that we use for the week, our, our course workbook. We started off by talking about the story of the woman who came to Jesus and broke the alabaster jar and poured it on his head. Remember, yes. the fragrance filled yes. the room, mm-hmm. and the the, the the busybodies in the room said, "Why has there been this waste of perfumed oil?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were infuriated with her. So this is the this is the thing we we struggle so much. Like we know, well, it's it's nice to slow down and to be able to pray and think and just, you know, enjoy a good cup of coffee and watch the sun come up. But, you know, but that's not the real business of life. I mean, we've got to get busy here, right? We've got to be consumers. That's we've right. got to produce. We've got to, you know, with this waste, you know, they're infuriated with it. What a waste. Well, mm. this is exactly what we're supposed to do. Oh. We're supposed to kill time. Oh. 
time's like our busy frenetic time is killing us. Mm. Oh, that was profound. You need to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Our our frenetic pace of life, you know, uh, is literally the time that we've made us ourselves to work is killing us. We need to kill time. We need to turn around and slay the thing. We've created all these time-saving devices where we can do things that would have taken weeks, months to do. We can click, boom, send, done. Mm-hmm. What do we do with all the time we just saved? Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't spend it in beauty. We don't spend no. it in contemplation or leisure. We fill it up with more stuff. Sometimes it's meaningless stuff. It's flipping through, you know, and we all, I fall into it myself. We flip through the Twitter feeds, the Facebook feeds. We just busily, you know, Ugh. consume data. Mind-numbing. Mind-numbing. Exactly. And then we feel guilty when we waste time with God or our family. Pope Francis, a, a year or so, maybe two years ago, he said to parents, do you waste time with your children? I remember that. Oh, man, that hit me. It right did, too. Me, too. Mine are adults. and I, I, But you still need to waste time with them. Do you know? You do. And it, it's just the lesson that we have to learn. So anyone listening in to this, this uh, episode on the way of beauty... Don't feel guilty. Oh, get rid of that. Yeah. You know, just to, and I'm talking to myself, right? God is speaking to all of us here. We're made. We were we were placed in a garden paradise in Eden, and told to enjoy, right? To eat, drink, and be merry. Essentially, to love, to bring love into the world, uh, and and that's we've kind of forgotten that. We've lost that sense of the of leisure, as the philosopher Joseph Pieper says, right? Leisure as the basis of culture. Yes. That, Fabulous that, book, by the way. Yes, it is. And it was one of the guidebooks of our course, yes. right? That the Sabbath um, was made for man. Like, it's a gift, right? So, mm-hmm. so just don't feel guilty. Drink it and enjoy it. So for the adults listening, let me quote Pope Francis. He said this um, about a year ago, the World Communications Day, which, again, amazing, amazing devices we've created uh, to communicate anywhere, anytime throughout the world. But here's what Pope Francis said in that address about World Communications Day. He said, we need to recover a certain sense of deliberateness and calm. This calls for time and the ability to be silent and to listen. We need also to be patient if we want to understand those who are different from us. If we're genuinely attentive in listening to others, we'll learn to look at the world with different eyes, come to appreciate the richness of human experience, as manifested in different cultures and traditions. Mm, he right, rocks. Deliberateness, Ugh. calm. Oh, he does. He does. <laughs> and he's, he's been saying over and over again, like, you know, have that, that approach of the listening, silent heart, of looking at reality. He says, uh, regarding theology of the body, Pope Francis says, gaze on complementarity. He, um, he says, when we think about the difference between man and woman, right, the culmination of all that's beautiful in the world, Right? The man and woman, the most beautiful, when we reflect, Pope Francis says, on complementarity, we're reflecting on none other than the dynamic harmonies at the heart of all creation. Mm, that's so that's important. We need to look at that way of beauty and rest in it. And, you know, yes, practical life rears its ugly head. We've got to pay the bills and do this and that. But, we, you know, you kind of have to own it. You have to be yes. deliberate. You have to be calm and say, well, the most important thing right now is for me to take this morning time, you know, to sit in my little prayer chair with a good cup of coffee and reflect first on who I am and where I've come from. Yes. Maybe at the end of the day, if you're uh, more of a night person, take time, be, maybe listen to something beautiful, some music, read some poetry, 
prayerfully move through the Psalms and just look at the God of beauty who's speaking. If we, and I'm speaking to myself again here, Stacey, right? I'm sure yeah. you'd say the same. <laughs> oh, I'm singing when the I, same song, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we kill time, when we kill the time and waste the time with God, it becomes fruitful it in is. a way that, you know, it, that's beyond successful. Like, oh, look how much I did today. Well, that's interesting. You can't put it but, on a spreadsheet, but it no, is magnificent exactly. what God does. The fruit mm-hmm. is unbelievable. It's magnificent. That's right. And magnificent. we all need that. We all need this uh, antidote. You know, we swallow the poison of frenetic activity and, and production and utilitarianism. Like, it's all about mm-hmm. me and I've got to do it. The antidote is he, he will do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's, here's a final thought. I know we're going to kind of run out of time yeah. soon enough, but one of my favorite passages in Scripture is from the book of Exodus. Here's, here's Moses and the people. They're fleeing the slavery of Egypt, right? And we all have modern-day slaveries. You know, we're tethered to our smartphones and yeah. we're, you know, latched Agreed. to our laptops. But they're free. They're going and they're, they're at, the, at the Red Sea. This beautiful expanse of water opens before them. Suddenly, all their addictions come harping after them, pounding hooves, chariots and charioteers are racing, and the people are freaking out, right? Yes. So what does God say? He speaks to Moses' heart. He says, all you have to do is be still. I will fight for you. Mm-hmm. Be still. Now, that's hard to, to the adults listening in, right? Yes. You know, I, but they're coming and I've got all this stuff going on and I can't, you know, the world won't live without me. The world can't survive. No, just be still. Have faith. The Lord himself will fight for you. If we kill the time, if we stand, be still, contemplate God's power, his kingship, his beauty, his wonder, Things get unlocked. Doors get unlocked. Time comes back to us a hundredfold. And you can't figure this out until you make the leap. Yes. And you jump into the way of beauty. There's no other way. Oh, Bill, I could just listen to you and talk to you forever. <laughs> I have a, about a thousand more questions that I could ask you. And I hope I would like to invite you to come on with me on my brand new Voice and Vessel podcast where we can spend a little more time and delve a little more deeply into some of these topics. But I am just so grateful to you. And I'm sure my listeners are in their car feeling this very same way that their hearts have been pierced by beauty. How can people get in touch with you besides the fact that I just want to encourage everyone to go to in 2017, Mm. make that weekly commitment or that week of Mm. commitment to the TOB, uh, the way of beauty. But in our last minute here, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Oh, thank you, Stacey. And thanks. Just It's a privilege to just share these things. You know, thank God for your work because you're opening up windows and doors for people to learn about the faith and the teaching of the church. So um, this way of beauty. Well, I uh, I would love to say I have a book, but I've got a million books all in my head. Um, at the <laughs> yeah, moment, me too. <laughs> I, yeah, I would shoot people over to <laughs> tobinstitute.org. So tobinstitute.org. We run a blog and I'll often have a uh, I'll, I'll write weekly, if not uh, bi-monthly, reflections on the blog. Also, um, Facebook's a wonderful vehicle where, and I do share. I know it's ironic we're talking about all these things, but but anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a way uh, not to obsess with it. But I share images, poetry, uh, quotes from the the church, um, anything that strikes me as something beautiful. I often share through Facebook, and it's a wonderful place for people to touch in and say, "Wow, yeah." I want to learn more about that. So Facebook, uh, search for Bill Donahue. And uh, I do have a, another blog that I run called The Heart of Things that the I don't post to enough, but The Heart of Things. So that's um, it's actually missionmoment.blogspot.com. 
com, And we can get this to you, Stacey, so you can post uh, on your yes. page. Yes. Check my, yeah. I will put that in the show notes, y'all. will Bill, God bless you and all at the TOB Institute, your family, your beautiful wife and children. I thank you so much. We're going to have you back. I'm going to ask you back. But until next, yeah, thank you so much. Well, until next time, dear listeners, God bless you all. Fox Christie now. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 